Omega Sheen. I am Victor. And I'm Nick. And how are you doing? What's been going on? Oh, you know, um, Summer acts like she doesn't want to leave because it has been hot up here. Like, I can understand, like, a little bit of days, but 90 every damn day, and it's, like, humidity, and I'm like, child, I'm ready for fall. Now I'm not ready for winter. Now I'm just ready for fall in these cooler-ass days. Yeah. I am, too, because it's been, it's hot here in L.A. I was... We had a an event, uh, information fair for students, and I, you know, I had to be out there. I had to literally go and ch- I had to go buy uh, a t-shirt at the bookstore to put on because I, <laughs> it was too hot to wear my my other shirt, my you know, little co- collared shirt. I had to put on a t-shirt. Like this is right. I'm just sweating through everything. Like what the fuck? Um. So dealing with that. What else? Oh, there was a little incident that happened <laughs> so i don't know if you saw it on i uh, tweeted about it um so i'm walking home you know finding my business i got my tunes playing and whatnot and i see this random dog like running around in and out of traffic mm-hmm. uh this one lady is uh i guess trying to help catch this dog mm-hmm. and this older white lady is standing on the sidewalk so I'll get up to her. She looks at me. No, um, excuse me, can I uh, ask for your help? No, um, do you have a little bit of your time that I can spare? Looks at me and says, go help her get that dog. Like, I, I, at first I thought she was playing. But she's an old white lady, so they don't have any kind of humor. Yeah. Um, so me being me, I just turned up my music and walked on by. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand why she just commanded me to help her get this dog. It's not my fault that your ugly ass dog was not on the leash. It's not my fault that you don't have any kind of control of your dog. It's not my fault that um you met a black man that wasn't going to uh, kowtow and step and fetch for you. Mm-hmm. So, no, I didn't help you with your ugly ass dog. And another thing, fuck you, mm-hmm. yo bitty. So that happened. I, it was just one of those things that she's like, oh, it, it's like so crazy, but it's Kentucky, so whatever. Other than that, um, I am ready for vacation. I am so ready to not be bothered for a good four or five days and be drunk the whole time. But other than that, I'm good. What about you? Well, I'm good. Um, I am trying to not get um, too caught up in the politics, um, which is already too late. But, you know, a lot of these, everybody's talking about polls and polls, and I'm like, have we forgot that the polls at this time are basically 
worthless. Like it's like it's really interesting, but I'm like, did we not forget like what happened with Moran and where he was and you know. So it's very interesting like how people are really talking about these polls when this had two thousand sixteen and those polls meant nothing. <laughs> like I think remember how they always said that Clinton was gonna win something. We were like, Okay. Mm-hmm. And like so y'all can keep talking about these things. Um, but it's also interesting that people are really hyping up these old white people. You stop and think about it. It's like everybody is 70 and above in, in age. Mm-hmm. Ages, I don't care. But I'm thinking, wow, we are really trying to put our faith in old white people. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, I don't know what to think. Just had a young ass nigga in office and we can't <laughs> now they want to go back to somebody old I'm, I'm, I'm just like that's gonna get me anyway then um i am i'm working with the editor for my second book and that has been also a very humbling experience um <laughs> because that has um you know i you know i've i've been living off the hype of the first book and people enjoying it and buying it and all that greatness but my editor was like, okay, that was cute, but uh, we're going to have to redo a lot of the second book. And I'm like, woo, but that's how editor works. And I never worked with editor before, but apparently this is how, you know, stuff gets done and it's how it's, it's supposed to be. And I'm working with a top-notch editor. So I am good with that. You know, I'm ready for the long haul. You know, it's funny. I, I, I'll always say if I went on The Biggest Loser, I wanted Julian to be my coach. Because <laughs> I wanted the, I wanted the one who's gonna be like, get your ass up. So right. <laughs> well, I want, I want that because you know, in order for the second book to be better, I have, it has to be, it has to be done right. It is what it is. So, looking forward to that. I'm excited. Um, we talk tomorrow. We going through page by page, and I'm excited tomorrow. So we see how that and you know, I, I my vacation is coming up next week. I have a whole week off. I have no idea what I'm gonna do. I might go to San Diego for a couple of days. I could go to Vegas for a couple of days. I don't know. Or I might just lay around this house. I know that's right. Ain't nothing uh, better than a staycation when you absolutely have nothing to do. Yeah. Yeah. The best. So yeah, that's me. That is me. Well, all right for that. So let's go ahead, open up these uh, teapots and tea kettles and get into Aunt May's tea. So what are we talking about first? Well, let's go ahead and talk about Joker because Joker has been making the rounds all this week. Um, so it's, it's been reviewed. It's out there and people are loving it and people are not loving it. <laughs> um, and, you know, I've, I, I've seen some of the reviews. It's, it's been called a masterpiece. It's going to be this big movie. It's going to be the biggest movie of the year. I'm like, okay, girl. <laughs> some of the th- the critics have also brought up the fact that they have really tried to make Joker lovable. Now, if you're not familiar with the Joker, jo- the Joker is <laughs> is sadistic as hell. Like, he is not somebody that you just love. He's like, apocalypse he's like mr sinister you respect their hustle but you don't mm-hmm. talk about them like oh my god they have such a hard life and this movie is like look what they did to him this is why he's this way i'm like oh 
this is a man who poisoned like an entire city. This is a person who has murdered folks for no apparent reason. This is a person who who killed one of the Robins. Like Jason Todd killed him. How are you trying to make him a lovable character? And so that has kind of brought up some interesting views because if they look at when they look at the reviews of this movie, it's done by mostly white men as usual. So there's been a call of some of people of color, women who have watched this movie to do more of the reviews. And this brought up the old situation of how we had too many white men doing these reviews and hyping up movies that, that may deserve it and may not. So that is, that's been interesting. I don't know if you checked it out. Have you seen any more news about the Joker? Um, I've known that, I know that it, uh, it won some awards, I think at, uh toronto uh international film festival uh where some of our friends uh from nerds of prey um uh, joelle monique uh valerie complex are there covering all of the uh, the movies i am not watching this movie i'm not watching it because i don't really care about a joker movie I don't, this reminds it, this movie reminded me of Michael Douglas and Falling Down. Mm-hmm. Like, if I wanted to see that kind of movie, I would just turn to that. I, I don't see, like, why? Why is this necessary? Yeah. Why is this kind of movie necessary? Like, I know Joaquin Phoenix is going to give a good performance. I know that much, because he's a good-ass actor. That's not the point. The point is, why do we think something like this is necessary in the time that we're living in now, where every other day is some kind of mass shooting or some kind of lone wolf-ass white boy who had his feelings hurt five years ago by a girl that didn't want him, now is some kind of sadistic killer. I'm just not interested in it. <laughs> I'm not either. I, I, I will see it to, to talk about it, but it's hard for me. And you know what? The, the Killing Joke, the Killing Joke did give this kind of a sympathetic-ish story about the Joker um, because they were talking about how he was a failed, uh, I think, comedian and he returned to crime so he can, you know, pay his wife was pregnant at the time and he was turned to crime to do that and I think his wife died accidentally um, and so it just kind of broke him to where he and then the infamy from that joke that's up it just kind of broke him but again I don't want to get into this whole well, you know that old story of like well he was broken that's why I mean you know whatever but Many people are broken. They don't turn to a life of crime. So I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I'm going to check it out. But yeah, like you said, I'm not like burning to see this. And that's another thing. Like if it's, oh, he's been under so many hardships and whatnot that the only thing that he could turn to was the life of crime or the fact that um, he was pushed too many times and he finally broke. 
okay, so what about all the black people, all the gay black people, all the other browns, the women's and whatnot that have been pushed and broken and told that they couldn't do something and they went to a life of crime. Where's their stories then? And it's not supposed to be uh, in the DC universe because, okay, there's not one. And even if they started doing all of these quote-unquote origin stories, because I don't even know if Joaquin's character is the actual Joker or, or he, if he's some kind of um, some prelude or some kind of, oh gosh, what's the word? Inspiration to another Joker, the actual Joker that we know. There's so many other people that you can tell stories like... What about Poison Ivy's origin story or Mr. Freeze or Hush or somebody else? Like, why settle on this old, tired-ass, low-hanging fruit-ass character? Yeah. I don't get it. I, I do. But, yeah, you know, it's already causing a stir um, and the buzz. And, you know, they want this buzz because they want talking about it go see it and you know when you have one thing that i have noticed that people need to be mindful of the more that you hate something it's gonna make you want to see it so that's also another thing like if you don't hate watch stuff yeah you already if you're already watching it regardless of how you feel they're still gonna make their money or they still have gonna have their views like if you don't want to support it just don't fucking support it. It's weird. People are weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is true. That's the best way to put it. People are very weird. Um, so I'm going to jump into more movies in a sense. So as you know, It Chapter 2 is out this weekend. I got to see it. Uh, went down to the Alamo Draft House. Um, that is the newest bougie theater. Oh, here you go. <laughs> I will be going to actually took the train down downtown um, from Universal's um, Universal City to go down there, and um, it is beautiful. I took some pictures of it and posted it. It is a beautiful place. Great movie posters from all over the world. Um, it it is nice. You can order food in there, um, and you can have a good time. You can you can even get cauliflower crust pizza in this place okay this is what i'm talking about like if you are trying it's not keto friendly but if you're trying that sounds white as hell (laughs) you can it's la you can say that's la but you can get cauliflower crust for your pizza yes you can um but it's a beautiful theater um saw the movie now um some interesting things about the movie so it too is you know it's the it's the next half of of where the the kids the losers are grown up they come back to Derry 27 years later to fight Pennywise which is kind of a Pennywise is considered an alien or it's, it's a lot of things with Pennywise um, and they have to fight him and beat him um, now if y'all remember the 1990 miniseries um, it was a two night event I remember watching it it was a big thing. Um, 
and you watched it and you kind of saw a lot of interesting things and Tim Curry, you know, gave us the Pennywise we deserve at that time. And, um, but there were some interesting things about the movie. So in this movie, um, they added the, the gay bashing scene. Now in the book, there is a gay bashing scene and Stephen King talked about why he put it there is because he was, it, it affected him so much that he, he wanted to write about it. It also really reflected the evils of the world, um, which is what brings back Pennywise into this movie. However, we are in 2019. And so, um, People were triggered and pissed about this. Um, and there was like a big post, somebody wrote like, oh my God, before you go, they put this scene in here. And it caused a lot of you know, conversation about that scene. Now, a lot of people will say like, there was no need to put that scene in there. And then some of us, I, my opinion was, I had no problem with the scene. I, I read the book. <laughs> I read the book back in 1990. It's a big-ass book, y'all. This is over a thousand-ass pages. Um, but to me, I felt like, okay, these, but it happens. These things happen. But it was an interesting conversation about, was it a need to put it in there? Why was it, why was it an issue? But it made me kind of realize that we are, and I don't want to say it like this, but I realized we are in a different time where people are, triggered by so many different things and it made me question and many others in you know my age range about we grew up in the 80s so we were we ever triggered were we ever we saw so much of, of the crazy stuff like we grew up with you know the Atlanta child murders and we grew up with so many different things that was affecting us growing up uh, or, or you know when AIDS really popped up it became the big deal um it brought up a lot of different things where people like, well, are we at an age now that we can't have these type of scenes because everybody's going to be pushed and triggered? Um, or can we go back to storytelling where certain things happen? So it was an interesting conversation about these particular things. I, as I said, was not bothered by that scene. I read the book. The book has been out since 1986. So if you wasn't aware of that, that's a few, but this was not a secret. But to a lot of people, they thought, they, they just threw that in there to be, you know, to be provocative. And I was like, oh, no, that was in the book. So that was one piece. The other piece that kind of brought up some issues was the Black character, Mike. Now, if you watch the TV series, Tim Reed, um, who was also sister, sister, dad, sister, sister, at W, Carapie in Cincinnati, if y'all want to go that far back. Uh, he was kind of the... I believe the one of the leaders. He was the one who brought everybody back to Derry. He knew all the history. He was very confident and he was kind of the ringleader. In the movie, he was like almost a recluse. Like he was like crazy and people doubted him the entire time and everything. And I was like, how do we go from how? I don't remember Mike, and it's been a while since I read the book, but I don't remember Mike being that way. But it was interesting to see how they played Mike in this. But they also did something interesting with um some of the characters where we had to there was this interesting view that maybe some other characters were gay now in the tv show that was i think it was one of the characters that kind of played on this whole thing that maybe he was gay um because of his mother he had mother issues and so it was very interesting how we think about what that looked like, how everybody was like, oh, that might have been a possible, you know, 
it could have been possible. So the character in the TV series that we thought could have been gay was Eddie. But now in the movie, there is possibility that maybe Richie was gay because of how he felt about Eddie. So if y'all get a chance to see, I basically just spoil some parts for you already. I didn't give you that. But you go see it. We would love to hear what you thought of it. But those are some of the things that kind of pointed out. They kind of stood out to me. That made me think like, okay, I, I think I understand what you're trying to do, but I kind of don't. <laughs> so very interesting. But uh, yeah, it wasn't a bad movie. It was a little bit, it wasn't as dark as the first one. It was a little more comedic. This, this gave me a little bit more of a Shaun of the Dead vibes, but it was still good. I heard it was about like three hours long. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but it was fun. Mm. Well, that's good. I I still have yet to see the first one, the first part, so I'm still playing catch up. Yeah, I think if anybody, if, I think if you have HBO Go, I think you can pull it up on there. I think they can oh, I think I do, yeah. I think it's there if you want to watch it. Um, but yeah, it's the first one was pretty good. I saw the first one three times. And I was like, whoa, y'all really stepping it up. The second one, I was like, this is it. There are two different movies. I feel like they're two different movies, and I might need to watch it again to kind of clarify that. But I feel like they were two, there are two, the flow is different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Y'all should check it out. All right. Well, moving on, what else do we have to talk about here today? Well, let's see. Well, you mentioned something about the Mortal Kombat characters. Oh, yeah. So uh, Mortal Kombat is, well, has been releasing their characters with the um, fighter pack um uh, DLC. So they've already released um, Shang Tsung, and he's actually voiced in facial uh, reconstruction by the the man who played him in the original, I think it was like 1995 movie. Um, They released uh, Nightwolf, and they also announced the other characters uh, that are coming, um, Terminator, who will be dropping uh, October 8th. Sindel is dropping uh, November 26th. Joker is January 28th. And Spawn is um, March 17th. Say what? You did a Joker? Yeah. Now, see, the only reason they put the Joker and the Terminator in there is because of WB and those upcoming movies. (laughs) Is that cross-marketing platform strategy. That's the only reason I can see that. It didn't. It doesn't make a lick of sense in the overall story. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I said y'all could have kept that, but they didn't ask my black ass. So, whatever. Um, it's also reported that Keith David is going to voice uh the role uh of Spawn. Now. Initially, some of these characters, I think Sindel especially, was supposed to be released sooner since she is actual, she's an actual character from um, the um, Mortal Kombat universe. But allegedly, the uh, NetherRealm employees was working so hard or so long 
that they had to actually push development and release back, which that seems very true because the horror stories that I've read and have been announced, like whether it's from Telltale Games or some other games, companies, how they mistreat and abuse their employees, giving them all of these little crazy long hours and these crazy deadlines to me, it's actually very feasible that they were overworked. I almost guarantee they were overworked. But yeah, that's a little video game news for you. <laughs> I'm so mad because Spawn, I can almost see Joker. Okay. I, like, I can there see Spawn and Grundy almost. I I don't know. It's just whatever. Y'all gonna do what y'all gonna do. <laughs> That's it. Uh, oh, more continue on. Look, I'm gonna. I'm very curious about this because you was talking about um, white folks and queer eye. That was interesting because I feel like we have a new queer eye we should pay attention to. But I want to hear what you were talking about. Oh, at the Old Navy? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it was reported or it leaked, I guess, that um, these brown uh, and black employees at this uh, Old Navy were shunned when Queer Eye was going to film at their store. So the story broke out on Facebook and one of the uh, employees um, by the name of Monet Alvarado alleged that they knew that Queer Eye was going to come film in their store. So they spent all of this time getting the store decorated, cleaned up into a nice pristine way. So once it came time for the actual taping of the episode or their segment of the episode, they were informed that all of the black and brown employees were to go in the back and not make a sound. And then they had white employees come from other Old Navy stores to act as if they worked there. Now... Netflix or uh, O'Navy said that they didn't, nobody gave this kind of directive. Um, Okay, so why would she just lie about this though? Like, it doesn't make sense for her to say, oh yeah, we was being discriminated against because we were black when other employees backed up her story. So somebody got some explaining to do. And I already don't like that show as it is. Yeah. I, I cannot. <laughs> that gets on my damn nerves. <laughs> I I have not watched. I barely watched the very, very first run. Because um, I just feel like it was like a lot. I haven't really watched this one. Uh, I just feel like I don't need to. I, I feel like that it, we're, I don't feel like we even need this show. Be honest with you. I get why it's there, but I also don't really. It's like 
it's like a you know we have the view we have to talk <laughs> and we have another show but we have all this the opinion and all this stuff but we have this one but like it's a lot and karamo has to me has kind of put a blemish on it just with him i was watching a clip there's a clip of him talking about when he went to the white house and talked to karen pence and jbn was like was like they don't even like you girl like he was like trying to it was just funny how like i'm it, it, that i don't even know where what they're really trying to achieve um but you know people like it whatever but i think silent hollywood is a better show um because it is black queer men who are married who are actually out here doing some work doing some stuff and talking mm. about, you know, making and you believe what they do you know unlike if they gonna make do something cook something whatever they do you can believe it you know they you know it's interesting you know i was at um barnes and noble and tony whatever his name is he has a book cookbook, and i was like well, the only thing i know that he cooks on the show is salami i don't know <laughs> like what is how he get on he cooks some damn uh spinach and pineapple and calls it done Did you hear about uh, what Karamo has said about uh, Sean Spicer? Yeah, it's, yeah, which got his, we talked about that. Murray got it all shut down and shut down his Twitter and everything else. Um, See, it's just like shit like that that he does. Or he'll, he'll wear the, uh, the, the nigger, nigger, and neither shirt and then cross out the uh, nigger and nigger. I'm like, okay, girl, we get it. We get it. Like you don't have, you do not have to do this most for all these white folks. It is a lot. Yes, I don't know. I don't know. I think that again, it goes back to like, what is it you're trying to achieve? I, I've listened to some interviews with him in it, and he's always trying to like, we need to be able to look, at, you know, turn the other cheek or help people understand, you know, how we can come together. And I'm bitch, like, you turn the other cheek. I'm like, no, because I feel like, for example, a Trump voter. No, because they made up their mind. I'm not trying to convince them of anything. They made up their mind to stay with this man, so that speaks to their character, and that's all I need to know. Right. Um, am I trying to help them understand their wrongness? No. I will say, what you're doing is ridiculous, foolish, and you need to be um, held accountable for, and I'm walking away. I ain't trying to convince you to change. If you didn't change by all this stuff that's happened now... You're not going to change. Exactly. So, F you, and I'm out. And so he's bothersome. Um, and then I think, and, and Tony just said recently that he's been stressed out with all this fame. I'm like, y'all need to understand what y'all Go to do something, do yoga, go hiking. All those uh, access to self-help, y'all got up in there. Y'all can't do that. And you didn't y'all... It hasn't stopped y'all from uh, stopping him from doing these thirst trap posts and magazine covers. I'm like, okay, just yeah. I'm done with her. <laughs> so yeah, that that's been kind of funny and interesting to see. So I don't know, Silent Hollywood, y'all check it out. It's on Netflix. I think it's a better queer eye to say the least. Um, so if you want to do that, check that out. I think that's just a better way to go. A um, couple of more things. Um, jumping back to movies. So 
we have another Black Christmas coming out. And for those who know, I love horror movies. Black Christmas is one of the ones came out 1974, kind of start the whole slasher thing. It is a fascinating movie for the way it, it was made, um, the way we had our villain Billy, um, and just how to this day, we still don't know how it turned out. There's been a remake, I think, in 2005, did not do as well. They try to explain Billy Lynn's as the main villain. They try to explain his character more. It wasn't bad, but it was not great. But now we have a new one where it's a whole different take. Um, the trailer came out to where it's like someone is stalking the women at the sorority, but it seems like it's a part of a, a ritual cult thing. My issue with this, I'm going to see it, but the, my issue with it is, if why are we calling it Black Christmas if it's not really, it's not really the movie. That's like saying we're going to redo um, Stella got her groove back, but Stella is going to Chicago and she met somebody else or met a woman or met something. It's not what we thought. It's not what the book was, not what the movie was. It's something totally different. Was you using the title? So I'm like, I don't like when you're using the title, but it's a totally different thing. I'm like, could we just come up with, y'all get paid a lot of money. Could you come up with a new title? Like they did, Jim. <laughs> that's what I, I would love to ask executives in Hollywood. Why do y'all, I get it, you want to use the namesake because it's going to draw people there. But at the same time, it's going to draw people there who's going to expect that, you know, if you tell me it's Jim, it's going to be Jim, it's going to be fashion glitter, fame, looks, everything, not somebody's pet project or art project. This Black Christmas looks interesting, but it's not Black Christmas. So I always want to know why do y'all use these names? And you know you're going to get judged. You know you're going to get judged. And if it is not delivered, it's just going to be. And you know, it's interesting because it's coming from Bloomhouse and Bloomhouse has been giving us a lot of horror lately. I just looked at True For Dare. Um, yesterday, and I'm like, they, that should have been not nationally. Like, it was released in the theaters. That probably should have been a Netflix film. Now it's getting to a point where I'm thinking a lot of this could be a Netflix movie versus you know, I'm putting all this money out here, putting it out here in theaters. Right. So, you know, I'm not trying to shade Bloomhouse. I respect them. But I do wonder what this movie is going to be about. And another thing I've noticed is, again, they are the ones who get these. If you get a Person of color is an ambiguous person of color. Um, there's an ambiguous person of color in this movie. So I'm like, okay, we love doing that. Um, so I don't know, you know, um, after seeing this trailer and, you know, y'all tell us what y'all think. I just felt like this is not Black Christmas. But if you have not seen the original Black Christmas, um, you can see it right now. If you have Shudder, you can see it. I just saw it the other night because I was bored. Um, but if you want to watch it, watch it. I think you can find it on YouTube and you have to pay like maybe $3 for it. But I would say look at it because it was, I think it was ahead of its time. Have you ever seen Black Christmas? I have not. I know. I need to get on it. 
Uh, it's it's an interesting movie. Like I said, it kind of started all the it started all the slasher movies. Um, well, you can say Peep and Tom kind of did that, but Black Christmas was kind of the one that really set a trend. So I'm curious what this new one's going to be about. But at the same time, I really don't know. What, I, I don't know how to feel about it. Um, so we'll see. But also Bloomhouse, you know, just throwing out stuff randomly. Um, the new Halloween will be out next year. And they have brought back the little girl that Jamie Lee Curtis was protecting. And if y'all didn't know who she was, that is Kyle Richards from Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> no, it ain't. Get the fuck. Y'all know, y'all, well, y'all knew that Kyle was a child actress. Her sister was, you know, Tina from, um, what's that? Witch Mountain, Return of Witch Mountain, those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, her sister, which everybody knows. So if you, everybody's seen the clip where they at, where they're all eating, her sister goes off on everybody and Lisa Renner <laughs> throws that glass. And, oh, you dare talk about my husband. <laughs> so y'all seen that one where they said the beast. Um, oh, beast. How dare you? I watch it every once in a while. I'm like, I wish I was sitting there. I wish I was sitting there. She said that like she was uh, Olivia de Havilland at one of those uh, black and white pictures. I fell all the way out when she said that. Well, you oh, know, my God. Well, you know, um, that that was a moment. That was a moment. If y'all have not seen that movie, I mean that this is a movie. Or hell, it could have been a movie. If y'all have not seen that, then you should have seen it. Eileen Davison was um, she was on that show. And if you don't know about um, Eileen Davison, that is an icon. She has been in soap operas from the gate. So she was Ashley and um, Young and Restless, which I used to watch with my grandmama. But she was also the iconic Kristen. Um, the Mira, who <laughs> and Eileen pay, played four as characters. She played the brother and two a sister and a and um and a cousin of Susan Blake. <laughs> so anyway, so if she y'all, all the roles she played all the roles and played them well. I learned a lot that year when I was in college watching that stuff. But wow. Anyway, yes. Getting back on topic. Kyle Richards is going to be in the next Halloween. So she was the little girl. She was the one that um, was with Tommy. And Tommy was played later by Paul Rudd. There was a rumor they were trying to get Paul Rudd to get back in the movie, but I think he said no. But I'm like, Paul Rudd, get in the movie. You know, you can get in there. So once you got that Disney movie, ain't nothing to be done, really. That's true. I mean, you have a Disney contract. Do you really need to work on any of them? Uh, hello. <laughs> You know, I'm like, well, hell, if I was, you know, if I'm able to play it off like that, or you could be like Zendaya and be just do all types of stuff, but right, no. but you know, she's gonna be in that movie. And I have to say, speaking of Disney, if y'all have not been checking out um, right now the Toronto, you know, the film festival over there, um, Chris Evans is there and looking quite nice, his little outfits and everything else. So. You know, I've been looking at it, you know, supporting, you know, friends of the show, like, you know, Valerie Complex, and, you know, Nerds of Prey, some of them are there. Uh, but also, you know, Chris Evans. 
<laughs> I mean, duh. Yeah. I mean, Chris Evans is he's there. That's all I need to say. All right. And our last thing on the on the tea table is, well, you know, the Batman, that movie is happening. <laughs> it's coming. Matt Reeves is doing it. Um, don't know what universe this is going to be in, in the DC universe, but it's coming. The cute thing is he wants a woman of color to play Catwoman. Okay. Which I'm like, yeah, it should have been that. And I think it really started up, um, I mean, of course, with the iconic Eartha Kid. Because she gave us the Catwoman we deserve. We got the purring. We got that ponytail. We got all that we need. Mm-hmm. And then also, many years later, um, when um, we got um, Batman Year One, I think, I got that with Frank Miller, it was assumed that Selena was Black. Because if you look at that character, the way she looks, she looked like she was a Black woman. Um, and then we had Halle Berry, which I still stand by that movie. I don't care what nobody say. Um, oh, no. Okay. Hold up. How how can you stand by that movie? Okay. Just because it has Benjamin Bratt in it? Or you know what? Oh, are we, are we... Part of it. Because <laughs> you know that man, was, it, he was fine in that movie. He's fine anyway. Right. And you know, we're going to have to always stand for that because, well, when he grins, I'm like, you don't, that's not how people get pregnant. But um, <laughs> I stand by that movie because it was cute. Now, that outfit, now, I think she should have boots and not these heels with open toe, because you can't really fight like that unless you are over in the heat. But you can't, <laughs> you can't do all that. But I give them credit for what they did. Sharon Stone gave us the best villainess we've seen in a long time. All right, uh, so we just lying today. <laughs> okay, so we just it was cute. Okay, it was cute for what it was. It's one of those movies that if it's on in the background, it could be. I'll I'll leave it on. You know, I won't turn. I'll be like, okay, it's on the background. But I'm gonna give Hallie her. I'm gonna give her a rose because she gave us. She she tried to do what she tried to do. <sighs> all right, that's <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Okay. But but jumping back, yes, he is thinking about um, giving us um, a woman of color. We have Robert Patterson, who y'all know from Twilight, who's going to be Bruce Wayne. And we don't know that much about the story, but we do know that, you know, having a woman of color playing Catwoman is something I think makes sense to me. I can see it. I used to always think Jodie Wiley would, would have been a great Catwoman. Ooh, I like that. Because when Jodie Wiley was coming out, you know, not coming out, but when she was like at her prime back in the late 80s, 90s, I just saw her as, I saw her as Catwoman. I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer stand for that role because she gave us that, she gave us that look and that wig that we will always cherish near the end. Uh-huh, that tease. Yeah, I... That y'all need to bring that okay, drag queens. Y'all need to bring back just that. I know some of y'all do, but that tease that that we that look y'all need to bring that needs to be everywhere every year. That 
that that stuck with me. If she did nothing else in that movie and just that scene right there, that that eye makeup, that hair. Uh-huh. Where it was like half the the mask was half on and half off. Yes. And then when she snatched it off and that look, I was like, ah. Bitch. <laughs> You better take over the goddamn world. <laughs> but anyway, so whoever this person will be, that would be fascinating. I, 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 I want, I want a brown-skinned girl or woman. I want a dark woman to play this role. I don't want a racial ambiguous woman. I don't want the lightest Latina. I don't want. I want somebody. I just want them to really take the risk. You took a risk putting Robert Patterson in, which I'm still not. I'm not seeing that. But, you know, you put him in and take a new risk and put a, a, a black woman, a darker Latina, you know, put somebody who's not a light Asian, you know, change it up. Give us something. Right. Afro Latina, if you want to, you know, get into that, so give us something. You know, I, a part of me was like, I've always thought that woman, if y'all saw the Wolverine, she played Yuriko or Yuko, not Yuriko. She played um, uh, the other woman that. Yuriko? Like, yeah. Not, uh, uh, the, the one, like Lady Deathstrike? Or um, somebody else? She's more like Lady Deathstrike, but she's not Lady Deathstrike. I think it's the one that she's also very close to Storm. I think it's Yuriko. Yeah, it is Yuriko, because I'm thinking of Mariko. Okay. Yuriko, she played, um, she was the one with the reddish, like, I thought she would have been a good cat. That's a very cat-like look about her. So I felt like I could see her in that role. Um, but, you know, surprise us. I'm, oh, I am down for that. I would love to see that. I think it will be neat. Um, but, again, if you're going to cast that role, cast it with somebody who looks like they could really one give us a good cat woman but also somebody who just challenges everything now i have heard that there <laughs> that the prototype is zoe kravitz <sighs> that's i mean i love zoe kravitz i stand for Zoe kravitz but that is also the problem that we have with these type of roles a black woman, you will find a Zoe Kravitz or the lightest one you can find. <laughs> Isn't Zoe on uh, Big Little Lies? She is. She, she, did a good, she did a good job this year. I still Why haven't seen that. Because, you know, the birds of prey. Um, she's in it, but she's also biracial. No hate against biracial people. And no hate with light. I'm, I, I mean, look at me. I'm light. I say light eyes, light skin, all that stuff. But at the same time, I would like to see somebody black, somebody darker right. in these roles. They exist, and we know it works. Lapita, Oscar winner, Deny, Viola, come on. Hell, even get, well, she's, well, you can do this. Carrie Washington can play Catwoman. Give her something. Uh, she can probably do it, though. Carrie is diverse. I, I, have you looked at her in different roles? I mean, we, we, we. I can see it. I mean, 
I haven't seen her in a while, so why not? <laughs> I believe she could do it. And she gave us a little bit of spy miss, a little bit, when she was in uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, because she was on Angelina's team. So, oh, really? I still haven't seen that. I've never seen that. Mm -mm. Oh, Lord. Wow. Well, it's a fun movie. I think you should see it. It's back when they were good. <laughs> when they weren't. <laughs> but yeah. And have you seen the, this picture of Angelina jumping on something totally different? Have you seen this picture of her and the kids? Oh, are those the kids? Those are the kids. I was like, I saw this. I was like, who the fuck am I supposed to know who these motherfuckers are? <laughs> those are the kids. Well, I mean, um, I'm like, did they just grow up? I could have swore she just got that the young little black baby like yesterday. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she got another one. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, anyway, if you get again, Catwoman to make her just a dark skinned woman, if you can, or a darker to some, to something. I just don't want to see. I'm just. We're playing to save all these biracial people. I just want to change that up. I know Zoe Kravitz is hot right now, and I get it. But no. <laughs> but no, can we not do it? Can we not do it? Right. Well, anything else on the table? I don't think so. I'm all tea out. Yeah. And I am too, so I think we, we kind of dished it all out this week we kind of told y'all what's going on and um oh and i still gotta get this to you house of m i can't tell y'all enough read this because the latest episode episode the latest um <laughs> latest book was to me it was rogue one it was basically rogue one and if i'm spoiling it for y'all y'all need to hear it and get it but that was something else okay that was a shot at me <laughs> that wasn't a sign of you, but I'm just saying. But I was like, there is a great scene between Logan and Nightcrawler that was like, it kind of made me like, like, you know, like tense up a little bit. I was like, oh no. But, you know, they gave you, this was the first time I really felt like, oh my goodness, in a while, the last time I really felt that way was when, um, Colossus came back, and then before that was when Forge walked out on Storm. Because uh -huh. I remember I was so mad. I went to the comic book store. I was in Murray, Kentucky at the time. I got that book. Looked at it in between class. Went to class mad. I remember my professor was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, I, I said, I don't want to talk about it. I said, I don't want to talk about it because you won't understand. <laughs> and then I read it again and got mad again. So, yeah, this one was interesting. Um, hmm. Hickman is really doing it with this book. So, we might yeah. admit, you know, once you get caught up and everything, we might need to just talk about House of M because they are really trying to make sure that you don't... Like, one, they're trying to make sure that y'all know the X-Men has always been that bitch. And they're making sure that y'all remember that. So Okay. Whew, this book... It is something else. So we have, we have to make some time to talk about this book sometimes. Yeah. Wait till I get caught up. Yes. <laughs> it is something else. 
and it's, it's funny because it's hard to get this book. I had to put it on my comic store. <laughs> they were evil. So I went in, the book was gone. Um, and I was like, there's no more. And he was like, uh, this was like a couple of weeks ago. He was like, um, maybe there is. He pulled it from under the, the counter. I'm like, what? He sounds like that. He was like, I'm trying to limit it because what people are doing, because you know, we're in a capitalist country. They're buying like multiple copies and they sell it on eBay because some of these copies are going up $70. Oh no, ma'am. And I was like, that's not a bad idea, but I said, but that's wrong. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, shoot, I can do that. But I was like, no, um, because they sell it out everywhere. So now I get a subscription. So they just have it for me when I come there. Um, but yeah. So. Okay. Flex, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, that's not flex. And that's, they do that. They do pulls for everybody. If you tell them, but you have to do it fast because these books, because he said I had to double the numbers that he got, and they still the store up the street from my job. He he said he's just not ready. He he just admitted it. He was like, I'm not ready. <laughs> he said, I'm not mm-hmm. ready. like, well, you need to shut down. But huh? <laughs> I was like, you can't be like this if this book is selling like it is. But yeah, so y'all need to check this book out. It is really killing it. It's really great. Uh, and we'll talk about it soon. All right. And with that said. You can find us all over the internet at on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. We're on Facebook, Instagram at Megashine Pod. Also on Twitter at Megashine Pod. If you want to follow our personal accounts, I'm at Porter Pizzazz, Richard's at Wonderman5. Um, let's see. Uh, anything else? Um Thank y'all for, speaking of Twitter, thank y'all for really following us and retweeting us a lot over the the week. Um, so thank y'all for being there. Um, it really makes a difference. And we really enjoy seeing the things that y'all post and like and retweet with us. We have a tweet right now that's almost at a, a thousand likes. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we're glad that y'all are engaged and following and all that great stuff. So thank y'all. And we will see y'all next time.